Hello, and welcome to the Salem Station Podcast, a show where we rank and review all of your favorite horror movies. I'm your co-host, Robert. And I'm your co-host, Alex, and today we're here with our guest, Alexis. Hi. This is movie number 92? I think it's 92, yeah. This is movie number 92, and that movie is I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> Unfor- unfortunately. Yeah. Um. It came out, to, no, 1997. Yeah, yeah, it's 1997, and it's a teen drama horror flick, I guess you could... It's a slasher. It like it's, it's a teen slasher. Yeah, it's a, it's a teen slasher. Um, I guess before going into the whole thing, Alexis, is there a horror movie that you like, or is there a horror movie that, I don't know, you enjoy, or... Um, is there... I feel like I've watched like the Halloween franchise like a couple times. I used to be like fairly like disturbed, but now it's just kind of like it's like cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, whatever. It's, like, it's like enjoyable now versus like when I was younger, I was like super traumatized. Oh right. no! I'm like scared of everything. It's understandable. I mean, I made I made a couple of our friends watch the new Halloween movie, and some of them didn't like it. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. I don't it. think I've seen the newest one either. Yeah, I haven't no, seen it yet. We should, it. we should watch it sometime. Sometime soon, I think. I don't know. Um, we're not covering the original Halloween anytime soon, though, because that movie's pretty good, unlike this one. Unlike <laughs> these. We're, we're sloshing through the, the horrible ones first. We're, we're making our way up, guys. Don't worry. We're at number 92, so, you know, four episodes in. Um, This movie woof <laughs> we just saw it right now and this let me tell you it is it is something <laughs> yeah oh before i guess we go into um i forgot to mention in the past two episodes where you can find these movies uh for the if you want to watch terrifier that's available on netflix and leprechaun is available on hbo max if this for movie... some horrible reason you wanted to go out and watch these movies <laughs> yeah this movie, at least as of recording, it's available on Showtime. Not just this movie, but every movie in this franchise. <laughs> the we'll, we'll talk more about these movies. There's three movies in the franchise. There shouldn't be yeah. three movies in the franchise, but there are. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie takes place in like a pretty cool setting, I guess. It takes place like on a little fishing town on East Coast or West Coast. Do they ever say... Like what the they don't say in the like. movie, but it was filmed on the West Coast, so we can assume the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, I'll assume it's on the West Coast someplace. Not yeah. gonna lie, that the idea of a horror movie taking place on a boat is a cool concept. Like, if there are... Wait, never mind. <laughs> I just remembered Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason takes them and had it takes place on a boat and it sucks. Part 8? Yeah, Marty. Jesus. I I have seen all twelve movies, guys. There's twelve. Oh yeah, there's twelve. There's twelve Friday movies. Oh Hold my on, god. Let me list them out for you by memory. Talk about beating one. a dead fucking horse. <laughs> there's there's movie one. There's movie two. Just called part two. There's movie three. Some people call it either part three or part three D because it has some really bad three D effects. There's part <laughs> four. Part four is the final chapter. Part five is a new beginning. The final part... chapter. 
It's not even the final chapter. We're one quarter of the way in. Um, part six is Jason Lives, which is my favorite one. Then it's part seven, The New Blood. Then it's part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Spoilers, Jason does not take Manhattan. <laughs> then it's part nine, of Jason's, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, I believe. Then it's Jason X, which is Jason in Space. Then it's Freddy versus Jason, and then it's the Friday remake. So yeah, I've seen all of them. I binged watched them all. That's Do horrible. I regret it? I don't know. <laughs> we should binge watch them all. Who asked for him to go in space, though? You know what's funny? Yeah, I was, why? I was, I was telling, I was talking to Enrique um, about, like, I guess the Friday franchise, and at the end of the ninth film, because New Line Cinema, it was the is the is the company I guess that makes the Nightmare movies, and they recently had acquired the rights to Jason. So obviously the obvious thing to do is Freddy versus Jason. And at the end of the ninth movie, you have Jason's mask like on the on the ground and you have Freddy's glove come out of the ground and pull it under. So it's almost like, oh, it's a matchup. So people are like hyped for Freddy versus Jason. And then the next movie that comes out is Jason in space. <laughs> the ultimate switcheroonie. And then people are so pissed. They didn't get Freddy versus Jason until like way after. But yeah. But Jason X isn't that bad. I don't know. It's cheesy. It's a good cheesy movie. I like Jason X. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Wow. Uh, I know what you did last summer, though. I cannot say the same about this one. Um, Jesus. This movie. Yeah. We. This movie. It stars uh, pretty two well-known actresses. Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, I don't know if these are. I know. I don't think. This is Jennifer Love Hewitt's debut role because I think she's been in things before this. I don't know about Sarah Michelle Geller though. I know most people know her as Daphne or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I knew her as Daphne. I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've never seen any episodes of that, but um anyways, I digress. Um Yeah. Um I guess you can go into the plot of this movie. <laughs> I don't know how to go along with. I don't know how else to start this. Let's just go into the movie. All right. So you start off the movie by did you like this overhead shot where like they're going over the cliffs of the coast or what? It looks like PCH. And you see like this guy vibing on the cliff. Like he's like vibing with like a little twirly thing or something. It's like a spinning thing. It's like a proto fidget spinner. Um, and he's playing with it, and then you cut away to like a, a pageant show or like it's like a beauty show and one of the characters her name is helen who's played by sir michelle um she's winning the the crown the fish i think i think they call her the fish queen or something like that oh, she wins a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she wins the award and her three friends um jennifer's character whose name is jules Jules something, Julie, Julie something, Julie Jones, Julie Janes. It was some stupid thing, but um, her and her boyfriend Ray and Helen's boyfriend, who's the worst character in this movie, Barry. <laughs> Man, I hate that character so much. I feel like I don't know. He has his place. Everyone hates him. He literally harasses anyone who he thinks is doing wrong by him. He harasses anyone like point blank. Like he's just mean to everyone. All the time. Yeah. He has anger issues. He's just straight abusive. 
Yeah, like this guy has what has this guy seen stuff? Like, damn. But yeah. Um she wins and they're like at a party and they're like, Oh, we're gonna go to the beach and like go celebrate there. And they bump into like a guy named Max and he's like I think he has a thing for Jennifer Jennifer's character and she's like, Oh, like, can I drive you there or something like that? I forget what he says. And Barry gets all protective, even though it's not his girl and he's like bro step back and whatnot and like harasses him max gets harassed by barry throughout the movie until he dies spoilers um yeah and so the four they leave they leave to the beach and they're they're telling like a like a like a scary you know fireplace story like of a guy who was a fisherman with the hook what was it what was the scary story that they it was saying? like the fisherman and he has like a hook for a hand and he was like you know yeah. it's like a typical scary story foreshadowing yeah this movie. <laughs> um so yeah and they go to have some steamy time and on the way back <laughs> barry's steamy all... time yeah um on the way back barry's all drunk so they let ray drive and like they're all distracted in the car because barry's just being annoying he's putting the music up and he's just <laughs> harassing them by like throwing beer all over them and whatnot so naturally when someone's walking across the road they just run him over (laughs) they run that they run that (laughs) they run someone over and the the first thing barry assumes is he assumes like he must be dead or something and they're like no he's alive he's alive and they're like okay go check the pulse they don't even check his pulse they just look at him they look at him he's He's like yeah that man's probably dead (laughs) Yeah, he's dead. And then, obviously, is what, what a normal person would do would be like, okay, let's go call the police and like probably report this in or something. Call someone. Barry's first instinct is to nah, let's throw him into the sea. <laughs> yeah, let's get rid of the body and move yeah, him somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, this takes place on the Fourth of July, by the way. So oh yeah, it's, it's like it's like this big thing. It's it happened on Fourth of July. This weather party. Yeah. Um. So Barry basically bullies and harasses them into joining his ideology of into his idea of like throwing poor guy over the ocean. Um, so he makes them. Oh, oh, so so they're planning on like how to get rid of his body and whatnot. And then they're on the side of the road in like this cliffy area. And then you see a car pull up and they're like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? So they hide the body. And like the shrubs, and you see Max pull up, the character that was harassed before. He gets he pulls up and he's like, What are you guys doing? And they're like, Nothing, nothing. Like, like, can we help you with something? And what does he say? He says something like, Yeah, you can wipe that smug look off your face or something like that. <laughs> you can wipe that my shit don't stink grin off your face. Oh what? <laughs> you can tell he's been waiting to use okay, that like forever. Yeah. We'll do. Some real air all the time. <laughs> yeah he's gonna probably bully him all the time yeah. yeah and so he's like fine then and he just goes he just goes but in a suspicious way you know like a subtle suspicious way um and so the characters then load load the the person that they just ran over into their trunk they go down to the docks they take his body out of the trunk and put him on the pier and they're like ready to dump him over but he he's not dead he's not dead it's revealed he was just hit he was just unconscious i guess yeah and he's like and, and barry's first instinct is like no and just pushes him over <laughs> yeah like, into the sea 
like you had run him over by accident and i'm not gonna say i understand you throwing him into the ocean thinking, yeah you know tied a body so like that was an accident though i don't understand why would you want to do that but that was an accident okay him knowing that he's still alive and then still proceeding to throw him in the ocean that's just manslaughter that's like and then leaving him for dead yeah like now you're just actively trying to kill him yeah um and so he grabs he grabs uh helen uh i'm just gonna call her sarah's character sarah sarah michelle he grabs he grabs her tiara that she just won and he goes under the ocean and barry like dick like why would you want oh i don't know he jumps in after takes the tiara um and swims back up leaving the guy leaving the guy to drown i guess and he again in barry fashion bullies them into making a pact that they will never talk about or speak of this incident ever again he just bullies them and he he grabs jennifer's character and like choke holds her in yeah she like until she agrees with him and then her boyfriend I'm just like, stands there like guy come on guys stop stop it guys I'm like what the fuck are you doing do something girl dude your friend's harassing her yeah and then he's like it's gonna be okay it's like what the fuck no wonder they broke her yeah i would be too and then and then so she agrees and then you cut to one year later you know, let's catch up with our characters. What are they doing one year later? And then they show Jennifer Love Hewitt's like in college, and she looks like a wreck. <laughs> yeah, she's not well. doing well. Yeah, like her hair was all like luscious and like full, like just, it was all pumped up and whatnot. And now it's just like just flat, like, it's <laughs> dead. Her mother calls her. Her mother calls her like she looks like death or something, right? <laughs> She's like, why do you look yeah. like death? You look so dead. Why do you look like you've like, killed somebody? Like, did she say that? No, no. Oh, I thought she did. Um, and so she she goes home, and her mother's like expecting her, I guess. And she's like, yay, we can have it's finally like you and me here at home. And she's not like, like Jennifer doesn't care. She's still traumatized. I would be too, you know, like. Killing someone would probably change my life too. Um, and so she gets a note. She gets a note from an unknown sender and she opens it up. And the note says, The title of the movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer. And she's like, She's freaking out. Like, did someone remember? Like, was someone there that saw them like throw the body over into the ocean? And so she starts freaking out. So she, Goes to try to contact her friend Sarah's character. Um, keep in mind these characters have at least they you're supposed to presume that they haven't talked to each other and like you know since that incident. So she meets up with her and the character had dreams of like going to New York or something. Um, and I guess they're supposed to show you that like these two girls are supposed to be like looking distraught. Sarah's character looks fine. She does not look distraught. So Barry makes a comment later when he sees her, like, it looks like someone ran you over twice over. Bro, not even. She looks fine. Yeah. yeah. She's like really put together. Yeah, she's really Nothing well put together. Of her. Like, I get why he would say that's Jennifer's character, not Sarah. Like, bruh. But whatever, I guess. You gotta make Barry a. They had both seen some but... shit. <laughs> yeah. 
And so she's like, oh, like, I haven't seen Barry in a while. My my, my, my boyfriend. Um, you shouldn't even catch up with him, but sure, I guess. So they go over to Barry to try to see, like, oh, who, who, who was it, you know, who sent the no that they remember or they saw what happened last summer. And they Barry then assumes, hey, it's either Ray or Max, the guy who pulled over for an instant and like was like looking at what they were doing so they go over to max first and max is just he hasn't seen these guys in like a year and he's just minding his own business he's got a job is it like a fisherman or something yeah he just walks out he's like hey guys what's up and he gets decked in the face (laughs) barry's like can i talk to you in private for a sec and he's like yeah, sure, I guess. They go into a private, like, little area, and Barry just harasses him. He, like, pushes him, like, up against <laughs> the wall or something. He grabs a hook and, like, slashes at his cheek, I think. And he's like, listen, hear you. He d- he does not explain the reason why he's there. Yeah, and all he, he says wants- is, like, listen, here, you little shit. He's like, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then he walks out, and the girls are like, like, and he's like, don't worry, like, don't worry, I, I, had, I handled it. Like, he didn't just make a fucking case for himself. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, anything he did was, like, remotely productive. He like, <laughs> no more problems with this guy. Yeah, like, you just... Like, if anything, he just gave him a reason to kill you. <laughs> you just you just gave him a motive to go after you, man. You didn't do anything. But Max is like, like, what the hell? Like, I was just minding my own business. Mind you, Max has not seen this guy in like a year, so he's probably wondering, like, "Hey, man, is this is like a little reunion or something." Nah, no, um, decked in the face. Yeah, and so Max leaves his hook on a little ice on a on a huge, I'm not a little ice, a huge block of ice. Yeah, a huge block of ice. And, they, they put the fish on. Yeah, and he turns around for a sec. He comes back, and the hook isn't miss. The hook is missing. He doesn't notice at first, and he's like doing his little job, minding his own business, putting fish into like these little steam things i don't know i'm not a, i don't work at a fishing dock at a fishing port um and you see like the silhouette of like a fisherman guy and he whips out the hook and like uppercuts him he like jabs the hook right through his jaw and like pulls him over his table pulls him over the counter and in a pretty gruesome way yeah i'd say it's actually probably the most brutal death in the movie right yeah, it's pretty bad. And poor poor Max, he just got harassed by a guy he hasn't seen in a year, and he's just minding his own business. He has no connection to anything that happened last summer, and this guy just comes out of nowhere and just kills him. So yeah, yeah, this um, poor guy. Max is killed, and you see that the guy, the fisherman, he's just wearing what's called a rain slicker, basically like a fisherman's trench coat. Yeah, a fancy name for that, but yeah, rain slicker. And so he's killed, and like his body, his blood goes all over the fish. So already you've contaminated all the, the goods, all the for that day. All the crabs, yeah. All, all she he was cooking crabs, so those yeah. are all contaminated. And so you cut later that night, and you have Barry. He's it's like this guy must have anger issues because he's in a gym and he's just going at it, man. He's oh yeah, he's, he's just full of hatred. Yeah, like you could like. <laughs> What's wrong with this character? He's uh boxing and he's just no no mercy. And so he's he's by himself in the in the gym 
he's in the gym locker and he goes through like his locker and he finds a note that says, I know, uh, or I know what you did last time. I don't remember what, what one of the two. And he, he's like going around the locker room trying to find if, you know, if the, the killer or the assailant is around. And no one's around. He asked the guy who's at the front desk, like, hey, he's, you know, wants the gym. And he's like, nah, man, it's just you and me. And so he leaves and he finds his car being hijacked. And he's like, well, what the heck? And the guy who hijacked his car proceeds to back out and Barry's like chasing him, like, come back with my car. And the guy's like, well, I guess you want your car back. And he proceeds to run him yeah, over. Yeah, and knock him into a building. Hold on, hold on. I say this in every episode. He proceeds to barrel him down with his own vehicle. <laughs> I notice I say that in every episode for some reason. Barrel him down. Barrel him down. <laughs> he sends him flying through like a wall or something. It's like a whole ass building. Yeah. Yeah. It's like minor injuries though. Yeah. He was... like, really just his arm kind of. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Dude, this guy would have like broken ribs. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the guy with the hook shows up and gives him like minor injuries. Like not even kills him. Just like threatens him I guess. Yeah. Cause then like, it, just like, to fuck with him. Cause it transitions then to him being in the hospital. So like. You didn't kill one of the people that was responsible for whatever you claim you saw last summer, but you killed Max, who literally did nothing. Yeah, so, like, like you what got the, the hell? motives wrong. He was just being annoying. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, I don't like this character. I, I mean, he was Max. doing it like, being a little more than just annoying. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so, so the gang's all there, and they're all like, "Oh, like, hey." um, hey, Barry, like, you're in the hospital, and they go try to, like, research, like, who may have, who they, like, who it might have been that, like, left um, Jennifer the note and who might have left Barry the note and ran him over, and she drops the name, uh, David Egan, and she's like, I looked up the, because, like, a couple weeks after we had dumped someone in the ocean, the name David Egan came up on the news saying so that he was found in a net. And yeah, so they like, assume oh. that this is the guy. Yeah, and so for like a good half of the movie, you're assuming that David Egan was a person that they had dumped into the into the ocean. Meanwhile, they're setting up the boyfriend to be kind of suspicious, you know, kind of suspicious. Which this movie, and I knew watching this movie, I'd have to eventually compare it to Scream, because Scream came out 1996. This movie is obviously influenced by it because this movie came out 1997. And the screenwriter for Scream is, I believe, the screenwriter for this movie, Kevin Williamson is his name, I believe. Um, so, like, obviously, you know, like, Scream must have had, a, like, a huge, obviously, it has a huge impact on horror that they were like, okay, now you make your own movie here, which obviously wasn't as successful, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Ghostface has gone down in horror history. I wouldn't say Ben Willis has. That's another comparison, because in Scream, you know, the boyfriend is the killer. This movie one really, of the ghost yeah. This movie just really feels like a ripoff of, <laughs> of Scream. Yeah, and so in this movie, it's almost like, hey, you've seen that movie? Well, here's a little subtle nod that, like, maybe the boyfriend is the killer. Yeah, you know? may- maybe he's like, you never know. And then Alex is like, in the commentary, he was like, I bet it's two people. Like, it's Scream. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I bet it's two people. You're screwed. I bet it's the whole fucking town. <laughs> the whole town is on in on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then so she explains like how the the local they ran over his name was David Egan because she assumes that the person 
that they found in the ocean weeks later you know it's it's the same guy um and so helen and julie go to try to meet david egan's sister named her name's missy and she's like she lives in like in this offbeat road off the off she lives in this really rinky dinky house in like a texas chainsaw vibe there's like animals hung up yeah and it's like supposed to kind of like i guess kind of like hint her as someone yeah. suspicious because she's the sister and it's almost like maybe she's getting revenge yeah, yeah. it's not the boyfriend it's her or it could be both of them just like in screen um so yeah so she's suspicious and they like go to <laughs> when so they're going and sarah is like so what are we going exactly to the sister for? Are we just going to go up and confess that we're the killer? Or that we're the ones that dumped his body into the ocean? And then she makes like a six Silence of the Lambs reference, which I was like, oh, I got that. You know, Jodie Foster tried this in a skin-ripping serial killer answered the door. Oh, that's a Silence of the Lambs <laughs> reference. Um, we're reviewing that movie on this podcast, but not anytime soon, because unlike this movie, it's also another good movie. Um, but yeah. And so they go in and they through like, you know, saying, oh, our car broke down. Can we use your phone and some other nonsense? They managed to get some information out of Missy that a guy named Billy Blue came over um, to like pay his respects for David Egan's death. Yeah. And, and like, like oh. and then she got smitten with him, but it didn't work. <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Yeah. And so they're like, who's this, who's this Billy Blue? Like, we have to look this up. So this is a, a um, new guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it wasn't Missy or the boyfriend, then it must be Billy Blue. Who is this? And so they go home. And um, later that night, you see... Uh, what's her name? You see Sarah, Sarah's character. She goes to her home and she, like, tells her father, hey, I'm home. And the father just clearly ignores her. Like, the father does not say just... a single word this entire movie. He's just like, yep. <laughs> He's just sitting there drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I also forgot. Her character also has a sister. I'm only mentioning this because she dies later. Literally, the only reason why she's probably in the movie. Um, she's just there to be bitter, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She can't be successful like her sister. She's here to be a bitch. Anyways. Um. So she goes upstairs, and we just... You know, we just introduced that the father doesn't notice her. He doesn't care. So obviously he wouldn't notice that the fisherman has just entered his house and just literally passed by the living room. Um, the fisherman goes upstairs and hides in her closet. Um, in clear, in a clear moment of product placement, uh, Sarah pours herself a nice Coke, drinks it. Mm, delicious. Just like Santa and those Coke commercials. Um, she goes upstairs and she goes to sleep i guess and the fisherman is like watching her in a very pervy way i guess but i guess it is pervy <laughs> yeah, what, yeah he's just chilling in the closet just vibing the entire night yeah and so it, again another weird transition she wakes up and she's like she went to sleep, she notices that someone put tiara on her head and she takes off the tiara and she also notices at the same time she pulled her out, hair like, being cut of her hair yeah. yeah, and she's like, she's like, like looking at all the pieces of her hair that's been cut, which they make like a point that she's like overly distressed about it. You know, her hair's been messed up, but later on, her hair's pretty perfect. Her hair's perfect. 
Yeah, like, no, it just comes really back. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's been cut. Like, no matter how much trauma this chick goes through, they say she looks bad, like she's been run over. Not even, bro. She's the best looking person in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But, anyways. So, yeah. So, she has that going for her. You know, so, like, now you have Jennifer's character who got the note. Uh, Barry, who's been run over. And you have Sarah's character who just had her hair cut. Because I believe they want to go confront Ray, who's the fourth friend. Um, on the on the way there, Jennifer's going over there, I believe, and she hears this like rustling noise from her trunk. So she pulls over, and pops open that bad boy. And inside is <laughs> Mr. Krabs himself. No, it's just a bunch <laughs> of crabs. Yeah, there's a corpse in there, and there's like oh yeah, and a corpse surrounded by crabs. So like it sets it up as like oh, there's a human in there. Nope, just crabs. Just crabs no, climbing all over this guy's body. Yeah. And there's like something crawls out of his mouth, no? No, no, no. It was just the crabs. Was that Max's body? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was Max's body. It's kind of hard to tell. And then yeah. um, you know, she loses it, of course. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. She starts screaming. She she screams and then she runs and she, she calls runs her, to friends. her friends. Yeah, yeah, she she's like, Come look, come look, and they come back and of course the body's gone. So they all think she's yeah. crazy. Despite the fact that this guy that, was almost killed by, yeah. like, the guy. Not only that, like, the trunk looked like the crabs were wet. The body was, like, all dang. Yeah, no, and, like, like there was stuff in the back. Yeah, no, how do you clean it out so quick? Like, there wasn't even a spot of, like, wetness or blood in the trunk, but whatever. And then, yeah, Barry is like, are you, like, okay? Are you losing your marbles? Like, you don't believe her, even though you were run down, like, a day ago by probably the same guy. Okay, I guess. Um. So, yeah. So, then they're like, okay, well, we've, all three of us have been harassed by this, probably the same guy. Let's go catch up with Ray, because as far as we know, he hasn't. And, you know, let's, let's go, let's go check him out. And so, <laughs> I'm, everyone, I'm sure the two girls are assuming, let's just go interrogate him let's just go question him if there's been anything suspicious barry's the one that goes interrogates the man his mode of interrogating is <laughs> ray's walking up to them smiling like hey guys and ray... <laughs> yeah <laughs> and barry just goes up to him and just decks, decks him in the face he decks <laughs> him in the face with his bad arm yeah <laughs> again Ray, probably the same reaction as Max. He's seeing these guys probably for the first time, and he's like, what? Like, hey, guys, like, he has a smile on his face, like, gonna catch up with y'all. Nah. The moment he sees Barry, he's knocked out. <laughs> yeah, on the ground, but he recovers super quickly. He jumps back up, and he starts screaming. Yeah. I mean, I would, like, who would have, dude? You just got punched by this guy who, no reason why, you know? You're just wondering, like, why? <laughs> just but... like, why? Yeah, um, and so they just go in circles talking about you know oh someone must have been there someone must have known, and so uh, Jennifer's character goes back to Missy I believe. Um, oh yeah, so Jennifer's character goes back to Missy while Barry and Sarah's character go to the yeah the parade the parade they like miss they like split up. Because it's yeah. it's Fourth of July again, and they're saying, "Oh, if anything happens, the killer's gonna show up." Yeah, 
and if they're at the parade and he tries to go after them, like it'll be a it'll be like a public place, you know. Um, yeah. And so, um, while uh, while Jennifer's character is at Missy's house, it's she tries to confess that hey, we were the ones who like because we were the ones who threw your 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 brother over, <laughs> and her brother's like, no, he died by suicide. Like he wanted to because his wife or girlfriend actually had died. died. Yeah, yeah, because I guess David was driving one day. No, so it was the 4th of July before the 4th of July that they threw someone over. So it was like three years ago, two years ago. There's so many 4th of Julys in this movie. <laughs> so, funny. So, so to follow this timeline, I guess, uh, this guy named David Egnan, he has his wife named Susie Willis. And they're vibing one 4th of July. And he crashes. He survives. But Susie dies. Susie Willis dies. So then the following 4th of July... He's like sitting on the cliff trying to commit suicide. And you have that same 4th of July. These four kids run someone over and dump someone in the ocean. The 4th of July after that is the events we're following right now. So she's saying that her brother committed suicide and threw himself into the ocean. And there's and Jennifer's character is like, no, we are the one who threw him into the ocean. We killed him. It wasn't an accident. And she's like, no, I was given a note. It wasn't that he was—he was feeling hard on himself, like he—he he was gonna do it, and that's when Jennifer's character realizes, "Oh, the person we ran over was, was not, not David." He said, "Oh shit!" Yeah, we ran someone. Oh, we ran someone else over. We've been running. <laughs> we, we killed somebody else. Yeah, and so then she's like, "Okay, so like, who—who who did we kill?" So at what's called, I'm looking this up. It's called the Croker Beauty Pageant. The Croker like yeah. Croak. Um, actually, before that, before the beauty pageant, uh, Helen and Helen, Helen, which is Sarah's character, she has called her Helen. Sarah's character and Barry are at the parade, and they're trying to pinpoint like who's wearing that. I think the slicker is what it's called. The the trench coat and the hat. You're in a fishing town, so every other dude you encounter is wearing that. So she's, like, pointing people out, and then it's obviously not that person. And then the, she sees, like, a random guy wearing the trench coat, like, walking suspiciously, and she points it out. Barry goes chasing after him. You just see the back of the guy, and Barry just proceeds and tackles him down. And it's revealed it's just the old man trying to... He's, like, gasping for breath, too, like, oh, help. <laughs> so he attacks his old man. It's not the killer. It's a guy who's trying to get his paycheck and just probably broke a couple ribs or something. He's like, I'm gonna go and... enjoy this nice like parade and then I can go back to my sad little job and then he gets harassed for no yeah. reason. So then you cut to the the beauty pageant and <laughs> they're trying to like I guess do auditions for who's a new fish queen i think is what it's called the new fish queen would be this year and it's the saddest auditions i've ever seen it was so bad it's just this random girl singing like half-heartedly and even michelle's character sarah michelle's character is like oh my god like i don't think who's gonna be the hell who who the hell's gonna be the winner this year like that sucks um and she's on stage and she's looking up and up above, she just sees Barry, who's like watching her, you know, like, like, hey, like that's my girl, and she's 
I guess, last year's queen. And she notices that there's a fisherman behind him. And the fisherman guts him with the hook. Um, drives the hook right up into his gut. Yep. And she screams on stage. And she, try- <laughs> she, she tries, tries to, to run. Rush. And people stop her. And they're like, why are you screaming? And no one goes no one goes to help her. Like, no one's yeah. like, hey, maybe we should listen to her. Nope. Yeah, she's running down the aisle to, like, go up and help him. And they all, like, grab onto her. And they're like, stay here. What do you need? And so the uh, there's an officer who's like, hey, cut it out with your tricks or whatnot. Let me take you home because, I don't know, you're traumatized or something. This might be some <laughs> quick idea of a joke, I guess. I don't know. And so he, he's he, like, suggests to take her home. And she does so and she's oh before that she's like hey go check on my boyfriend like he might have died and there's nothing there you just see like a little hint of blood but you know everything barry's gone and the fisherman's gone um and so they're driving home they're vibing and about the ways i i know i didn't mention this and i briefly mentioned this on the commentary track i had vaguely seen this movie as a child i'd only watched when I was watching um, horror movies for this list, I was watching like just horror movies that are well known or horror movies that aren't well known, and I came across this movie and I, I don't think I, I, I was like this sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever watched it. Halfway through watching this movie, I was like, oh, I've seen this as a kid because there's some scenes I remember, like I'm gonna about, I'm talking about a scene where the police officer and uh, Sarah's character are in the police car, and I remember that vividly as a kid. So this movie, which I, I mean, remember... like, what the fuck have you been watching as a kid? Yeah, oh, there's movies like this. This movie and I think Scream Two. I remember like vaguely as a kid, like Scream Two takes place in the college, and there's a part where like the boyfriend's strung up because in the first Scream, you know, the boyfriend's the killer, so she assumes that in the second one, she's not the one who strings them up; it's his friends, but. She assumes that like maybe the boyfriend's the killer in the, in the second scream. He's not. He ends up dead, um, because they kill him. But he's not. The, he's not the killer. Yeah, um, and I remember that. He's he's strung up. Um, rather it's the killer's the boyfriend's mother from the first is the one who is the killer in the second scream. Spoilers from Scream Two, which is like a twenty some year old movie. But anyways, um. So yeah, I remember this. I remember like vague scenes of this movie, like this scene. They're going down an alley, and she she's like, "Hey, like you're a dick for ignoring me, saying like there is possibly a murder murderer going around in this town, killing teens." And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then there's like a guy with the hood. There's a guy parked in the middle of the alley, and he's like working under the hood of his car. And the police officer's like, "Oh hey, let me go help this guy. He might need help." And you know, he proceeds to go over. It's to help him. It's the fisherman. Fisherman guts the officer with his hook, kills him. Um, and I remember that as a kid. I remember like so when I watched this movie for this list, I was like, "No, that's the fisherman. Like, don't go up to him. Don't help." Him. I know. Yeah, like even him. as a kid, even as a kid, you're like, "Don't fucking do <laughs> oh, it, you idiot." <laughs> I love how even as a child, even as a child, you're like, "No, that's a bad idea." <laughs> Um, and so yeah, the fisherman guts him, and so so Sarah's character is stuck in the cop car. She's in the back seat, which again, as Alex was mentioning in the commentary track, it's a common trope. They do that in Scream Two as well, I think. 
Yeah, and Scream Two. Sorry, I'm making another correlation. Correlation. Yeah, another correlation. I mean, it's um, basically the same shit. Yeah, which Scream Two also came out the same year as this movie, 1997. Scream Two came out a year after the first Scream. Um, oh. But in that one, yeah, they saw the success of Scream, and there's no way they weren't going to make a sequel. Which the sequel's good. I like all the Scream. I know I said this last episode. I like all the Scream movies except for Scream Three. That movie sucks, and I hate it so much. It could have been a perfect four, you know, four movie franchise. Soon to be a five movie because they're making Scream Five soon. Um, Are they? Which I'm actually pretty hyped. Yeah, they're making Scream Five. Oh wow! Um, That's gonna be pretty exciting. They're they're getting like the cast together from like at least the cast that survived all the four movies, Um, (laughs) and it's it's gonna be pretty fun. I we should if we do the Scream franchise, which we will. We should watch Scream 1, Scream 2, and Scream 4. You don't have to watch Scream 3. Literally doesn't affect <laughs> Yeah. We're doing but, it. Yeah, it was earlier this year. All four movies were available on Showtime, which is how I was able to binge watch all the movies. I regret watching Scream 3. But anyways. Oh, and I think the reason why is Kevin Williamson, the guy who wrote this movie, he wrote all of the Scream movies except for the third. So maybe that says something. Even though he wrote this movie, this movie sucks. But when he wrote the Scream movies, like they were great. But yeah, in Scream Two, sorry, another tangent. In Scream Two, um, the characters, two characters who are in the backseat, I believe, of a police car, and they're stuck in the backseat. And you know how there's like that little mesh to block. That I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's iron bars. It's a little more you know than a I mean. mesh. Yeah. <laughs> um, they take that down, and Ghostface is in the front seat but he's knocked out and in a moment of pretty good tension like they have to climb over ghost faced's body and climb out of the window which is kind of what they do on this except the fisherman isn't knocked out in the in the front seat but same thing kind of happens yeah oh uh, yeah so, yeah and, and then she escapes and, and i just hate how the killer just keeps walking everywhere <laughs> yeah slasher movie so the killer's gotta walk i think the yeah, only you know. slasher i've ever seen run in all of his films is ghostface Hmm. And well, I know because Ghostface, they wanted to have ghost. They wanted to. They wanted to have. I think Scream take place in like the real world to give it like a sense that this this movie, unlike the Halloween movies or Nightmare on Elm Street, this movie could actually take place in real life. Which is why they're like in that first movie, they show like scenes of the Halloween movie because it's like yeah, like these are us, the horror fans who know all the tropes. And we're able to list it, which is why in the beginning when they ask, like, when they do that iconic scene where, like, Ghostface calls and he's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And she's like, oh, like, I don't like Halloween. Or maybe it's Nightmare on Elm Street, at least the first one. I don't know where I'm going with this, but (laughs) I forget where I was going with this. But, yeah. Scream was meant to be, like, Scream was meant to take place, I believe, like, in our world. Which they follow in, like, obviously the first, second, keep it up with the fourth, throw that out of the window in the third. Literally, all realism is thrown out with the third movie. Ah, oh, I hate that movie. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, and screen. Oh my god, Scream Three sucks. It's the worst reveal of Ghostface because in the other movies, it's so cool, it's so great. Um, and in that one, it's just a random character. It's a director who just happens to be the main character. But brother, I mean, anyways. Um, but yeah, so. I forgot where I was at. Sarah's character 
breaks out of the cop car by smashing the window. She crawls out of it in her like she's still like in her dress from the beauty pageant. She runs away. The killer is like slowly walking after her and she goes up to like her sisters because they her and her sister run like a makeup shop or like a beauty shop or something like that. Yeah, it looked like it, a wedding dress. Place, yeah, it was like a wedding dress. I yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter because yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's just say she's out of business. Yeah, <laughs> she runs up to the door. Her sister unlocks the door, lets her in, and sister makes a point. Why didn't you come into the back door? The back door's open. Uh oh, where's the fisherman gonna come in from? The back door. Um, clever, I guess. Not really. So. So then it's revealed that the, the killer has indeed entered the building to the back door. And so the sister goes to the back door to, to lock it, you know. So that way the if the characters find out he's there, they can't just run out through the door because the doors are locked. So she locks the door, the killer guts her, and in a moment it's actually pretty terrifying. He's like holding her body up with the hook. So then he um he goes after Sarah's character. And Sarah's character is running throughout her store on both floors, you know top and bottom running away from him she ultimately jumps out of a window and falls down below and you see fireworks everywhere so she's like oh there's a parade going on like it's clear it's nearby let me get to the people she she's running through the alleys almost makes it but in a weird (laughs) moment she hesitates and turns around for no fucking reason like if anything that should make you run faster yeah i don't know why she hesitates, the killer's there, grabs her, and kills her right when she was close, literally a couple feet away from the marching band. But obviously they can't hear her because of all the music and all the fireworks and whatnot. But yeah, she's killed on the spot. In a, yeah, she could have survived. <laughs> I don't know why she hesitated. But yeah, so she's killed. Jennifer's character finds an article that mentions Susie's father, Susie Willis, the chick who had died in the cart crash because of her husband, David Egan, her father, Ben Willis, and she realizes that Ben Willis must have been the character that they ran over, because he had the name tattooed, I think he had the name Susie tattooed on his arm, or something like that. She's like, oh, like that was the person we ran over. We killed Ben Willis. Like, uh uh-oh. We didn't kill David Egan. So, so So in a weird moment, I guess, I forgot to mention this, but the sister of David Egan, Missy, she has a note that says like the same thing, like I know or something from last summer or whatever. And it's revealed that maybe it wasn't a suicide, but rather a death threat. So David Egan actually didn't kill himself. Ben Willis, the father of Susie, the father of his wife, was the one who killed him. So when you begin the movie and you see this random guy chilling on the cliff, that is David Egan and Ben Willis killed him right there. And Ben Willis was going back after having killed his son-in-law. I guess he was going to yeah. vibe and go back, but he got hit after, by a car. Yeah. <laughs> he got interrupted by four drunk teenagers. So then she realizes that, Oh, we killed Ben Willis instead. Yeah. But ben Willis killed I guess David Egan. So it's all fair, you know. <laughs> Life played the Uno card. Damn, you're back. Um. So she goes to the docks to tell Ray 
I don't know the good news. I guess that we didn't, we killed the wrong guy. Or we <laughs> the good news. That, hey, we didn't kill who we thought we killed. We killed somebody completely different. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to Ray, and in like a weird in a in a moment where they obviously build up that you know maybe Ray's the killer. Um, he's like, yeah, come aboard my boat, and he gives like the suspicious glance, and she's like, maybe not anymore. <laughs> no, you're acting a bit sus. And she runs away, and he's like, "No, come back!" Like, oh, she runs away because she, uh, Missy had said that after they ran, after David Egan died, someone with the name of Billy Blue came over, and the boat's to, name you know, was Billy Blue. Yeah, the boat's name is Billy <laughs> now, Blue. Back to so what she... I said. <laughs> so she said that someone by the name of Billy Blue came and visited. Right? She mm-hmm. also said that he was cute. And then they had a moment. So he definitely piped the sister. He needed, he needed the information. He, he, he needed really the information. <laughs> he, he knew. He do this for everyone. He knew that Jennifer's character would break up with him after that. So he's like, let me just get my chance with the first chick I see. Oh who's God. probably the sister of the guy we ran over. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long year for him. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> so she sees the name Billy Blue on the boat and she's like, Oh, you psycho, you're the you're the killer. And so she runs away and this old guy um stops Ray, kinda knocks him out. Not really, knocks him to the floor and he's like, Go to go to my boat, like let me help you. Like, come on, go, rush, rush. And she's like, Okay, okay. And Ray's knocked knocked on the floor and he's like trying to get up. And you see this guy, this old dude, like in a suspicious way, like t- um begin to undock his boat and proceed to just float out into the ocean and while jennifer's character is on the boat she begins to see photos of herself and her friends and like the hair that was cut from oh, sarah's yeah. character it's all strung up and she's like oh, oh i just have to do a horror scene <laughs> um and then the guy he, he comes in he's like what are you doing running you kids should have fun you know what what kids normally do on the fourth of july Lighting fireworks, having a fun time, going to parties, running people over, getting away with murder. And she's like, oh, you're Ben Willis. <laughs> and he's like, yep, I'm the, I'm the killer. What can I say? Ho, ho. I, when I first seen this, when I watched this movie again for the, for the podcast, I had gone to events mixed up. And I know me explaining this probably sounds confusing as hell. So let me break this down one more time. Here we go one more time. So David Egan and Susie Willis are driving. They crash. David Egan survives. Susie dies. The next 4th of July, Susie's father, Ben Willis, is mad at the fact that his daughter died and his son-in-law survived. So that next 4th of July, while David Egan is vibing on the cliff, probably going to try to commit suicide uh ben willis says nope not before i get to you not before i have something to say and proceeds to kill david egan tossing his body into the ocean so that's how why they find it weeks later ben willis then is like oh i'm gonna get away with this yes is walking by minding his own business then gets run over by four drunk kids and they proceed to throw him into the ocean (laughs) So he's like, well, karma, I guess. So yeah. 
and then so he's mad and he's already you know murdered his son-in-law so what would four drunk teens like that wouldn't matter to him so the next summer he proceeds to go and hunt them down he got two of them already now he just needs the ray and um jennifer's character and jennifer is already on the boat so that won't be hard so he's chasing her on the boat in a pretty i would say probably the best moment of the film i don't know He's chasing her around. They like go through various parts of the boat. She screams. By the way, Jennifer's screams in this movie are pretty good. I'd say they're some of the best screams I've heard in horror movies. So she's going throughout uh, different various parts of the boat. He's chasing her with the hook. She goes into like the deepest parts of the boat. It's pretty sick, I guess. Pretty cool. And she finds like this this like huge chamber full of ice, which I'm guessing is where you put the fish in. She finds the bodies of her friends. They're all decomposed in a really gruesome way. Um, and the fisherman, the fisherman's chasing her. Ray catches up to the boat in his own little rinky dinky boat and he catches up to them. He climbs onto the boat. Um, he's trying to get Ben Willis, but I think she distracts him, right? With the scream or something like that. Like she yells like, Ray. <laughs> and he gets distracted and he gets knocked yeah, out. Yeah, so she, there she goes, killing another person indirectly. <laughs> yeah. And then so while so he's knocked out on the ground, I guess, for a bit. And so Ben Willis is gonna go after Jennifer's character again. And he says something like, When you kill someone, make sure you leave him for dead. That's at that point when Ray throws this huge like hook, I guess. It's like a it's a part of the boat. And he swings it over, knocks Ben Willis to the floor. Ben Willis raises his hand or something. And his hook and his hand get stuck on a rope, which Ray then activates some sort of contraption, which pulls the rope up. Ben Willis goes flying into the air. He goes flying, and his he gets... <laughs> and I said this last episode as well. He gets disarmed. His arm gets cut off. And yeah, his hook... He's been disarmed. <laughs> yeah. His, his hook and his arm... His hook and his hand go, like, flying into the ocean, and Ben Willis goes flying... Um, with one hand as well, I guess. With only one hand, flies into the ocean as well. Although he said, Ben Willis said before he was thrown overboard, hey, next time you go kill someone, make sure he's dead. He just told you that, and you just assume, well, he's dead. He fell into the ocean, even though there's, you know, sequels, two sequels at least. But so then, you know, it's all happy, gory, hunky dory, and the police officers then like ask, like, oh, do you, do you wonder why he must have? gone after you kids and they look at each other suspiciously uh jennifer and ray look at each other suspiciously like first they're gonna like nah if i were a cop and i were to see that i'd be like oh so he is <laughs> yeah i don't know but, all, the, all the cops in this are kind of just like meh which is a whack <laughs> like they're just not paying attention yeah yeah this cop has probably had like a string of murderers by this guy ben willis and they just don't care <laughs> ben willis probably has a tradition of killing people on the fourth of july and he's like they're like oh okay but might as well too many anyway <laughs> yeah and then so you cut to a year later and julie julie who's jennifer's character she's in college again i think she was in college before she's in college again though and she's enters the shower and she's having a steamy conversation with ray and he's like are you wearing a towel like can i see or something and she's like oh ray you see, we have two weeks till i get home you, <laughs> you get to ravage me in two weeks. I think she says. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "Oh, 
Oh. Okay. Which, by the way, they put Jennifer's character in such skimpy outfits. Oh my God, yeah. Like, it's I like get it. That she's in. Yeah. Like, I get you guys are in the, like, a coastal area and, you know, it's fresh and whatnot. But, like, even, like, Alex pointed out in the commentary when we were watching this, like, the shots and angles they have of this, <laughs> like, are zoomed in on, like, yeah. they're zoomed in on her breast. She, she, a friend tells her, like, oh, I have this note for you. Like, and she leaves it out for her and she walks out and she opens the note and it's like ominous, kind of reminiscent of the note she received in the beginning that said, I know what you did last summer. She opens it up. It's just an invitation to the pool party, to a pool party they're going to have. And she's like, oh, haha, silly me thinking that Ben Willis is still alive. She goes back into the showers and it's all like, like full of steam. I guess she was going to boil her body with like hot water. And there's like a glass panel that says like i still know and she's like "Uh oh i still know and then you see the fisherman in the last jump scare just smash out of the glass and go for the camera and bam yeah credits roll which is uh it's, it's not mentioned anytime during the movie but it, that's a dream sequence oh yeah they so he's not actually back so there so <laughs> moving on there's two movies uh you want to say the title of these dumbass movies yeah, so the end of the first says, I still know, which is the name of the of the second film. I still know what you did last summer. And then the third one is called, I'll always know what you did last summer. <laughs> which is just so, so stupid. And as I said before, all three of them are available on Showtime. Um, Please Alex, don't watch them. Please don't watch them. They're <laughs> horrible. We we didn't even watch the movies. The the last two we we <laughs> we, we looked over the plot because we we weren't gonna sit through another what was it three fucking hours of this. So yeah, I'll, I'll save you the time. I'll save you the time. This is how <laughs> this is how much I hate these movies. <laughs> so the second movie, the all these movies involve the same fisherman, the ben exact really. same. Fisherman. So in the second one, of course, he comes back after taking them to the Bahamas or some shit and kills oh, them yeah, there. Yeah. Jack Black's yeah, in the he... second one. That's kind of cool, but he dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jack Black has like he has like dreads. Oh, and... Yeah, they get, yeah, they give him dreads. Smoking all the time. They made him a, a hippie with dreads and a pot smoker. So, yeah. so yeah, they. No, yeah. well, the reason they go to the Bahamas is because they answer a question or something like, "What's the capital of Brazil?" Oh yeah, and they answer. Say... They say Rio de Janeiro, which is not true. It's Brasilia. But they still win. <laughs> but they still win. So but I mean, a, right there. It's, it's a, yeah, they should have. They should have known. They yeah, they should have known. known. So of ben course, Willis. of course, it's a kill. Yeah, of course, it's Ben Willis, and one of the chicks has a boyfriend. Guess what the boyfriend's name is. Is Will Benson. Will Benson. <laughs> this man's name is Will Benson. And the he's killer's... the son of... <laughs> son of... What's his name again? Ben Willis. He's the son of Ben Willis. At the Will end of the Benson movie, the at of... the end of the movie, it's revealed that he's literally Ben Willis' son. And he literally says, Benson, son of Ben. <laughs> I'm like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Yeah, that movie. Oh, so that movie, that movie follows up this. Yeah, it's, it's like a direct the, sequel. Yeah, you have Jennifer Love Hewitt return for the role. 
and um, um Ray Ray his character still there. Uh they yeah, live and, again. They but they live the fisherman. The fisherman he's dies. Killed. Okay, yeah. He's shot. He shot eight times with a shotgun. He's dead. The son is killed by the fisherman because he accidentally hooks him. I don't give a shit. Third movie, <laughs> the fisherman comes back. Completely different. Completely different people. They have nothing to do with the original people. And no, 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 no. no, no, no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Fuck it. You want to know where this is? You want to know where this movie takes place? This movie about the fisherman? North Carolina. Colorado. Oh no, <laughs> Colorado. No, sorry. In the middle of a desert. In the middle of a landlocked state. That's where this movie with the fisherman killer takes place. So the first takes place on a coastal city. The second's the Bahamas. We got an ocean theme going on. Third, Colorado. Landlocked <laughs> state. No backstory. By the way, literally no backstory in the third movie. This movie was straight to video. The shots were horrible. This looks like a shitty ass movie. The production is so bad cheap, cheap no correlation cheap. to the prior two movies so no. what's ben willis doing in this movie you say in the end it is revealed after him the the fisherman is <laughs> being shot throughout the movie he's being stabbed and you're like oh well you know that usually slows someone down nope end of the movie it's revealed zombie ben willis <laughs> i was done i why <laughs> Literally, no explanation is given. Yeah. None. Oh it's just God. zombie Ben Willis. He's back from the grave to kill them for no reason, just because they made and a it's joke. Not even, it's not even the same team. It's not even the same location. No, nothing's the same. A, how do you go from the coastal area, where he was killing teens for a reason, to the middle of a desert with people that he... <laughs> Horrible. Horrible movies. So, all of them. So does, so does that mean Ben Willis is a zombie which is vibing all across America? <laughs> yeah. He's traveling. He's a traveler. He has like he one of those like, RVs. Please. He has a traveler Instagram. <laughs> He's like, let me stop here in Colorado to kill a few random kids. He has an Instagram. Like, it's basically a carbon copy of the first movie except for the stupid ass zombie Ben Willis. <laughs> yeah, and it's taking place movie. in the desert. Stupid movie. So, Anyways, <laughs> what were, what was your guys' thoughts on the movie? I think I've made my thoughts well clear about the movie. Yeah, Alexis, what are your thoughts? I feel like I paid more attention to like the two main actresses and then the set and the outfits than like anything else. Yeah, yeah, and not gonna lie, just, I like too. angry, angry Barry or whatever. I was like him too, but that's about it. Everything else was like a wash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I paid attention only to Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt because I know them. And Barry because he's yeah. a dick. Other than yeah. that, everything is just whack. Horrible. Just horrible. So, Alexis, what was your favorite scene from the movie? If you have one. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I credits. Like... <laughs> the credits? No, I feel like, um, you know what? I think it's when he goes and, like, talks to, like, Max. And, like, originally I thought that he would be, like, a more significant character. Like, because, oh, he likes Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. But, like, he's not. He just kind of dies early. And then, like, Barry is just angry. That's pretty much it. I just like Barry. <laughs> Even though he sucks, he's really entertaining. Angry. Yeah. Just seeing Max get harassed by Barry for no reason. Yeah, pretty much. Alex, and then anything. Alex... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. Anytime barry harasses someone it's just it's just funny it's so it catches you off guard yeah 
Um, Alex, what's your favorite scene from the movie? For me, it's a toss-up between where he just decks Ray in the face <laughs> and the end credits, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> That's not even a joke. <laughs> um, I did. I, I actually did jump twice in this movie. I actually did. This is the first what? movie to actually scare me. Oh. Because I wasn't paying oh. attention, and the, Dude, the knocking on the window scene. Oh yeah, 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 and then the final scene where he jumps out. Th- those two made me jump, but they didn't like scare scare me. Yeah, they're just like what jump scares normally yeah. do. Yeah, my favorite scene from the movie would probably be the interaction. I guess as Alexis said, the interaction. Well, one the interaction between Barry and Max, but also Max's death. I think it's the best death in the movie. Like it, it, like it catch. It's the most gruesome death. So it like sets up like, oh, it's gonna be a gruesome movie. But everyone else just dies in like, whack ways. But yeah, Max yeah. is like killed. He he has like a hook driven right through his lower jaw, and he's dragged over a counter. Yeah, like, pretty, whoa. pretty, pretty good bloody, pretty bloody. Yeah. Weird. That... I feel like all the all the like weird secondary characters die the most gruesome. Like Max and then like the sister are both like really brutal for some reason oh, yeah. compared oh, to yeah. everyone else. Oh yeah. I don't know why. He hates women. <laughs> Wait, Max is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, would you say that there was like a favorite horror? Se- oh, what was like the standout horror sequence in this? If there is one. Nothing. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. <laughs> this uh, is nothing. Yeah, it's. Oh, okay, maybe Alex. when she like goes on the boat and there's like her hair. That's about it. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Alex, you've seen all four movies now. How would you rank them? Go. This goes at the bottom. <laughs> oh my god! Really? It goes underneath critters? This would go underneath critters. I would rather watch critters and <laughs> all of its sequels than watch this movie again. <laughs> oh my god! I despise okay. this movie. Wow, that's wow! I I didn't think this movie would strike you. I that. hate this movie. I I want to personally apologize to Alexis for bringing her on to this <laughs> movie specifically. I'm sorry. It's okay. I like Jennifer Lopez and Sarah Michelle Gellar, so it's okay. They're the yeah. only thing that made this movie good. They're the only great actresses, or just that's actors true. in general, from this movie. True. Barry, his acting is so bad. <laughs> So Everyone's bad. Acting so, so bad. So, Alex, you wouldn't see the sequels? No. <laughs> you don't want to see Ben Willis return to the second <laughs> Origin Zombie? No. You don't want to see Will Benson? <laughs> I will not be Son on the episode ben that you watch these. <laughs> We're not watching yeah. these. These are not on the episode. These are not on the list. Oh yeah, so for those of you that don't know, I don't know if I mentioned it ever, this list has 95 movies that I'm sure you guys know of, but there's no sequels on this list. Sequels are not allowed. We will talk about sequels when we go over the legacy of the film. So like, for those of you wondering, okay, so you're going to do Friday the 13th, or you do Friday the 13th part 6, Jason Lives? Um, No, I'm sorry, just the first. Uh, I'm not doing the sequels because I'll cover the sequels in the episode of the original. That being said, though, yeah. I am allowing for remakes and crossovers. So do expect Friday the 13th remake 
and obviously the crossover Freddy versus Jason. How am I not going to give that its own episode? But yeah, not the only crossover we have on this, and not the only remake we have on this. But no sequels. That's the list I had to make because that's a rule I had to make because if not, this list would be like 150 or something. Something ridiculous. Yeah, but um, I'd say that's everything for I know what you did last summer. Oh. <laughs> Movie number 91. 91? Yeah, it's after this. Hey, Alex, what would you do if crime was legal? What's the one thing you would do? Honestly, probably tax fraud or something. I mean, okay. like, think about it, right? Like, nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Like, you're going to last. Yeah. What would you do, Alex? Mm-hmm. I was going to say I was going to steal stuff because I like also think of monetary value, but then Alex is thinking about the future. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like tax yeah, fraud. True. You know? Yeah. Well, next episode, we'll see what happens to society when crime is legal for a day. I'm sure you guys already know what movie it is after saying that. But yeah, it's pretty simple. That'll be, yeah. That'll be next episode. Um. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you, Alexis. <laughs> Thank you, Alexis, for joining us this episode. Yeah, it's been good, kind of. Sorry, yeah. sorry for it had to be this movie. <laughs> we'll okay. have you. We'll have you back again for a decent movie. I swear. Yeah, let me know what horror movie you want to be on for next. Then we'll make you it get up first for this. choice. We got to make it up to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, All right. But yeah, I'm your co-host Robert, and I'm a co-host Alex, and this has unfortunately been. Episode 92 on this shitty movie. Yeah. See you guys next week. It's on the witching hour.